When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. This is usually the part of the show where we have a nice little silly introduction, but if you may be aware, you may not be, it's not been the happiest of news weeks this week for wrestling. And we know that people watch this for a bit of silliness and daft buggery. We will be getting onto that soon, but we'll be remiss if we didn't start off with the bad stuff. So, to take us away with the bad news, this is Matthew. Joined as always by the fabulous Jack the Jobber. Hello. And Ross. Guten Tag. So, let's get the veg out of the way so we can eat the meat. Day one for WWE this week. The XFL bankruptcy details emerged, insisting WWE had nothing to do with the league when it was first announced before disclosing in 2019 that uh, things changed. And in fact, we owned 11.75% and Vince Percy owned the remaining 88.25%. Apparently, we was given ownership interest to appease WWE stockholders because we turned down $50 million from the AAF and Vince ended up selling stock to himself at 2% of the market value plus an IOU. And I've no idea where that's going, but I'm completely hooked on reading it up before it becomes a Netflix documentary. <laughs> and to clarify the later bit of news we're coming to, WWE owned a stake in XFL parent Alpha Entertainment, which WWE received at no cost. So, no, they don't owe any money. Uh, Alpha doesn't owe any money to WWE. Right. And there's also no XFL cost to WWE. Day two, WWE announced that they were going to ignore Governor Ron DeSantis' stay-at-home order last week. So surprised to see on this day, Orange County Mayor Deming's announcement Quote, originally, we were not deemed an essential business. With some conversation with the governor's office regarding the governor's order, they were deemed an essential business. He also mentions how WWE is like a family and they take care of each other. Oh, God. Unrelated news, uh, Linda McMahon's America First Action uh, committed to spend $11.5 million in Florida, although they do state that those issues are completely separate. Also gets revealed, if it does get revealed that Vince paid them in XFL stock, it'll be a hell of a storyline. Day three, Donald Trump called Vince McMahon the great Vince McMahon. And I think we now need the WWE intro back as essential services are now nurses, firemen, WWE. (laughs) And then Vice airs the Jimmy Snooker Nancy Argentino documentary, which heavily implies that Vince McMahon covered it up so they didn't lose money on the Madison Square Garden uh, match that they had. That episode, by the way, was really well done, but so, like, so disturbing as well. I mean, it would be hard to 
do that any other way, really. Mm. I mean, at least it put paid to the myth that uh, Snooker was called out by the police and the allegation was he went, oh, oh, from the volcanoes to the jungle or whatever. Like, it, is, <laughs> it is his gimmick, basically, to the police until Vince showed up. But That, uh, that policeman on the documentary as well. Oh, oh the God. guy who can't look at the camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that all pales in comparison. That is the prelude to day four, a.k.a. yesterday. And I actually saw how nice it was outside. So I spent an hour and a half watching Netflix stuff and chilling out and having a nice time in the lovely sun. And then coming in and seeing the little statement that said, despite uh, the announcement of being there to kickstart the economy and all this, that they would be having to cut some wrestlers. And then they started with no warning whatsoever. An hour later, we got a long list. So I think I'll say something and then we'll cut the Jack Dem Ross for their thoughts and get through this as quickly as uh, non-sadly as possible. Drake Maverick. Oh, man. That He's video. Like, yeah, that video. He's like the saddest one for me. He's so, so talented. He's so, he's so good. And a lot of people have been using him as the example of like, if you can't make money off Drake Maverick and have him make more money for you than what you're paying him, then you're doing something wrong because he's so entertaining. But yeah, uh, oh, devastated for him. Yeah, Ross. you look at the lengths he went to with the 24-7 title and he pissed his pants at Survivor Series when he was the manager of the AOP. Everything he did, he wasn't given much, but he, he made the most of every single opportunity he got. He's fantastic. Mm. He'll get a job somewhere else, no, no problem. As a lot yeah. of these people will. Absolutely, Ross. And he is still announced for the uh, Cruiserweight title that's currently vacant because Devlin is obviously stuck in Ireland, which is not America. So he still has three televised matches. I think he said three. I don't know. Well, let's speculate how many matches he has left that he will be still wrestling for WWE and no one is getting the sack. It's a, it's a very weird situation to be in. Mm. And uh, Kurt Hawkins. Just seems like a nice man. <laughs> yeah, been there. Wait, I know he left for a while, but he was there for a long time, wasn't he? With a little gap in the middle. Yeah, yeah. He seemed to be one of these. Oh, sorry, gone. I, I liked his under. His, not his undefeated streak. You know what I mean? His losing streak gimmick, and then the his defeated streak. His defeated streak. Yeah, and then the payoff at WrestleMania was fun. And he just seems like one of those guys who is always reliable. Like if you want a legend to come out and batter him, they can do that. He can have a safe match with anyone. So that's a shame as well. And sorry to interrupt this bad news list with an even worse news announcement. As we're doing the recording of this, this is a Thursday afternoon. We've just been told uh, the Fink has passed away at the age of sixty-nine. Jesus, oh. talk about when it when it rains, it pours. Yeah, Bye. the I greatest ring announcer ever. Oh, by a country mile. You reckon? Yeah, probably. Yeah, by yeah. a country He's mile. up there. Oh. I mean, there's so many memories of that. Was it? Someone said. You only know if a wrestling name is a good wrestling name if you can imagine the Fink saying at the main event at WrestleMania and, no, no, the winner, and new yeah. Chili McFreeze was there. <laughs> Speaking so, of names, though, he's the guy who stopped Vince calling WrestleMania the Colossal Tussle, wasn't he? Was he? He was the guy who said, <laughs> you should call it WrestleMania. And changed. Yeah, because you probably went, I can't say that, make it look good. The Colossal <laughs> Tussle. Oh, so that's very that, that, well. that sucks. And he's he was a, a piece of WWE TV for decades. Yeah, he's one of those people like JR and Mean Gene where their voice is just associated with wrestling. I'll mm. think the Fink 
uh, appearances in Edge and Christian show and mm. that return he did with Punk was that the last time he was on like oh god yeah it showed how tone deaf the commentary team was wasn't he when oh, the yeah. crowd just like yeah and he's so overwhelmed and they're like aha look at that old man you're like yeah oh. heel Michael Cole what a dick nah he wasn't a heel he was just a dick <laughs> <laughs> okay so sorry to interrupt that heartbreaking news story there the beloved Howard Finkel to go back to more miserable news Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows both released mm. and there, there seemed to be a list uh, a recurring theme amongst this list of people who had asked for or were speculated to be asking for their release once AW started picking up steam so what do you think about this one Jack um, well earlier on in our in our group chat um like our, our work chat, Pacini was um, saying that they were the most shocking. I think Ross said it as well. They were the most surprising release. Um, at first I said Rusev, but we'll, which we'll get onto in a bit. But yeah, I have to agree probably. Anderson and Gallows are pretty surprising. You have to imagine they'd be okay though. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they've got us all to set up the Patreon for Talking Shop once again. So that's made a comeback. But I think there was the, the report last summer that they both signed like bumper five-year deals, each of them, and then they've gone less than a year later. That's where the big shot comes from me, yeah. It's just weird because they, uh, they're so close to AJ Styles as well. you got to mm. wonder if that's going to have a knock-on effect for him, not having his pals next to him anymore. I don't know. That was the biggest shock for me of all of them. They seemed like, um, until very recently when they were in this big program with Undertaker, they seemed like the sort of guys that WWE were just stockpiling to keep away from yeah. New Japan and AEW. But yeah. Yeah, it has to be said, even though they had a huge fan base and lots of love for them for their work they've done elsewhere, wasn't a lot to go on with their WWE run. With mm. When they were hanging up with AJ Styles, they were great, even with that feud with Roman Reigns way back when. But honestly, yeah, they hired just to make sure no one else could hire them. And speaking of which, EC3. Oh. I have absolutely no idea why they even bothered, apart from just to mess with Impact with this guy. Go on, we'll he, you, he's going to be a Dark Side of the Ring episode in the future. He's done, <laughs> he's done something to someone high up in WWE to get that treatment, not once, but twice. Back in the day, and then once again on this most current run, he's done something horrible to somebody high up in WWE, surely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just amazed because he... What everyone EC3's gimmick basically was WWE star who happens to be an impact. He just like is Vince's idea of a main eventer, and and they've done nothing with him. Almost like well, not well to spite him basically. Yeah, although it does give us the lovely bit of Dixie Carter is now officially canon in the WWE kayfabe for people who care about that type of thing. That's true. <laughs> So what's EC3's name, WWE? Uh, <laughs> his surname is Three, all right? Leo Rush. Mm. Half surprising, half not surprising. Uh, considering, yeah, obviously he had a bit of a rough start to begin with, but he was only NXT Cruiserweight Champion, what, December? It was the mm. first episode that went live on Wednesday, wasn't it? He won it off Gulak, was it? I think so. I think it was, yeah. So that wasn't very long ago at all. Yeah. Let's say yes. Yeah, why yeah. not? There's all these rumours of like backstage heat on him and stuff, but he can wrestle his arse off. He's fantastic. Talk his arse off as well. Mm-hmm. That Bobby Lashley partnership should have gone a lot longer than it should, than it did. The pose and whatnot. Uh, Leo Rush should have been paid better than he was. Mm. Bless him. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a weird thing when Leah Rush actually spoke to a journalist about being in WWE, and it was like, you can't do that. He's like, why? why? It's not North <laughs> Korea. But... <laughs> anyway, Eric Young. They never really did anything with Eric Young, did they? Yeah. Not after Sanity. Mm. You know, as soon as Sanity, Sanity, dis- yeah. as soon as Sanity dissolved, uh, as soon as Sanity <laughs> split up, Jesus, yeah. then it really was just, oh, it's that guy. He got beat up in backstage bits when was it Seth Rollins going hunting or Kevin Owens hunting for Seth Rollins. Yeah, Something like that. Too, yeah. yeah. I think he was doing um, producing recently, but yeah, nothing much to report from Eric Young, was there? Heath Slater. Oh, this was heartbreaking, this one. I didn't even realise. Yeah, 16 years. Really? Wow. And I didn't realise that until someone pointed out, wow, what a great time to release somebody. A gimmick who's literally, he's only wrestling to feed his kids. Why? Mm. How's he been there 16 years? OVW, he was the champion, wasn't he? I think they counted that in the run as well. Then he was Nexus. Right. That's hard to think. That was 11 years ago now, wasn't it? Mm. Jesus. Yeah. I blame you for that, Ross. <laughs> it was it was only a few two years ago until you said that. Aided English, who had been commentating on two or five live and doing a hell of a job ever since we realised, nah, that that Rusev Day thing that you've done a marvelous job of is uh, it's not doing anything for us. I liked I liked your tweet about Aiden English. That was very true. Thank I think you. you basically just said what what you've said there essentially that he was doing a great job. He should, have been a, he should have been a manager for... I don't know if he, he don't want to have him wrestle. He should have at least been a manager for someone on the main roster. Because during yeah. that Rusev Day one night in Millie Walker storyline, it's fantastic. <laughs> Millie Walker. One night in Millie Walker. I think um, <laughs> the only thing I really know about Milwaukee is that Jeffrey Dahmer was from there. So there, there's a bit of info for everyone. Oh. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad though that we were able to have some silliness here, you know, yeah. at least slightly elevated. Because anyway, Kurt Angle, who I only realised was still around because you interviewed him, Jack Storm. Oh, oh, is it Angle on the bus? Yeah, it's Kurt. He's just coming around. Oh, okay. No, um, it must be for Owen. Um, but no, um, yeah, he was he was a producer backstage, wasn't he? And then I did interview him on the top of a freezing cold bus in London. And midway through the interview, the bus starts doing a three-point turn. <laughs> but he seemed like a nice man. I mean, he's he's been through a lot, hasn't he? Yeah. Ross? Yeah, this was a bit of a weird one because he was lumped in with all of the active wrestlers on the released, like the official thing on uh, com. Yeah. whereas all the producers, which he is one, obviously, they were all like sort of hush-hush and reported by Sean Ross Sapp and PW Insider and stuff like that. So that was a bit weird, but... Yeah, he's done it all, Annie. I don't know what you say. He'll be all right. He'll do something. He's got graps. That's that hand thing he does. What hand thing? On Instagram, he just promotes it all the time. These these things you put around your fingers to do the grapples oh. better. Better. So okay. Oh. He'll land oh, on his feet. That Kurt Angle. He's quite good. <laughs> or if not, he'll land on his neck and get up anyway. <laughs> Sarah Logan, aka the Sarah oh. Logan who just wrestled on Raw this week. Yeah, she never got a fair chance. I'm not familiar really with her indie stuff as Crazy Mary Dobson, but apparently she was quite uh, a net, like a quite a captivating character there. God, I forgot she was Crazy Mary. Jesus, mm, Crazy yeah, Mary. 
one of those names you heard a lot about before she signed yeah. with me, Crazy Mary Dobson. I always remember hearing about her and cheerleader Melissa and just being like, who are these? Who are these two? Yeah. But yeah. One bright bit of this is, uh, of course, being reminded that Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis. Uh, Maria Canellis, of course, was still on maternity leave. She has given birth. She's just recovering, as you do. So some people have gone, God, it's horrible for these people who were pregnant. And let us not forget the amazement that these two have uh, brought to the table by the fact that they signed a WWE, knowing she was pregnant, did that. Oh, she's pregnant, now we need time off. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to use the um, that free rehab thing you've got going to get myself clean. Oh, okay, cool. And they were paid 500k a year for that. So exactly. you know what? Hey, 8pm yeah, yeah, yeah. every day I'm going to go outside and clap for the Canellises. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts, Jack? Um, feel bad for them because they were... It's one of those cruel WWE storylines that's just designed to humiliate people or make them feel uncomfortable. But they they went for it and they, they sort of did it to the best of their abilities, didn't they? Like, um, who's the famous example of doing that? Just going out and Mark just... Mark Henry? Dusty Rhodes. Because oh. they made him be like dressing polka dots and stuff and he went out and just, just did it and got himself over. I'm not sure if theirs was quite as effective, but they went for it. Fair play. Mm. Crying all the way to the bank, Ross. Mm-hmm. I the, what they were given was crap. To be honest with you, he did, obviously proved he's a lot more than what they thought he was in Ring of Honor and Impact and places like that. So, yeah, I think he's one of those ones that'll be better off. It's hard. It's a weird thing to say. But he'd be better off elsewhere because obviously they saw nothing for him there creatively, apart from humiliation. <laughs> Eric Rowan whose 2020 consisted of hyping up a basket, nurturing that basket, loving that basket, scaring Mojo Riley with a basket, opening the basket, Toy Spider, Toy Spider dead, eliminated the Royal Rumble, eliminated from the company. It was a, it was a cage. Come no. on now. Okay, fine. Um, a cage basket. I, I like Eric Rowan. He seems like a lovely man. However, that storyline really annoyed me because he revealed what it was and then when the match that he had when Drew squashed it, um, they were acting like they had no idea what was inside of it again. And it was so annoying. I don't get it. That Ross, that's what happened, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I just I, I stopped caring when he pulled it out and then seemed to be pretending this clearly mechanical, big, stupid toy spider was a real spider. And you see, like, a couple of weeks before Mojo Rawley jumping out of his skin at the sight of this toy spider. I feel, you know, you got to feel sorry for them when they're given bollocks like that and then they, they let go of a few a short while later. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, he's, he because it's weird, is it? Because he was in a main event feud for, like, the whole of last summer. And that one was balls up as well with that, the, the guy who was there for that one week. And then, hey, God. Oh, feel sorry for oh I forgot all about that. Was yeah, that Bischoff? Fake Eric Rowan. Yeah. Was that Bischoff's doing? I've got no idea. Uh. Yeah, have they kept the fake Rowan? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sorry to see everyone's favourite Green Day song, uh, Basket Cage, there. No Way Jose, who also travelled to Raw, posted a picture of himself travelling in an empty train carriage, I believe, to get to there. First time he was born on TV in some time. 
loses in what a minute and a half, and then he's let go. It's yeah. literally the hard times promo by Dusty Rhodes. Jack, what do you think? Um, another one who was just never really given a chance to show what he could do because he never wrestled for in a match that was longer than like two or three minutes at most. So I don't know what to think really. It's just sad, isn't it? Yeah, speaking about Raw this week, it's like the this this essential business that WWE is now apparently. They fly these people in and in the, or get them to the uh, the performance center in the midst of this pandemic. Have them risk their health to wrestle a match for a minute or so. Send them home and then fire them. These essential people are all of a sudden not essential. It's just it's so. What's the? I don't even know what the word is. It's kind of brazen. Scandalous, aye. Yeah. But again, no way, Jose. It was just a, it's a classic Vince McMahon gimmick, isn't it? Big lads who dances. Oh, so fun. But again, it's never going to get off the floor, is it? How many times we've we seen it over the past 30, 40 years, if yeah. not longer? I agree. Hell of a theme song, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Primo and Epico. Who, the Shining Stars. The Shining Stars, yes, who have been around for quite some time. And. I think I've just been paid to wrestle in Puerto Rico. And I think the last time we heard about them was a few months ago when it said that they'd failed a wellness policy test. And the guy went, no, I haven't, you're lying, get. You said you needed to test me. I said, sure, I'll get one of the Puerto Rico ones to do it. And they went, no, no, you have to fly out to America to do it. And he went, I'm not doing that. Why do I got to do it On here? On your own then, dime, I. Yeah, then a week later he said you'd failed it. I went, no, you haven't. <laughs> Wasn't there something not too long ago? Hmm. Who was it? Did an interview and said, no, they're not... They're, there was something that had or hadn't happened that had been reported. Some legend. I can't uh, remember who it was. I was going to say, Hornswoggle had that, where it wasn't that he failed, it's just that he couldn't go. So he attempted yeah, sure. to urinate, nothing happened, and they said that that counts as a fail. And he went, well, can't you put a little asterisk saying he didn't, he didn't test for anything? Hmm. Yeah. They I'm went, sure there no. Was like the, there was rumours that one of them or both of them got released not too long ago, and then somebody said, oh, they already were gone, or something like that. I can't remember who it was. Someone in the comments let me know, if you don't know. Jack? I don't know. Um, just just shows I'm how in, valuable they were at this time, by the way. I'm enjoying the men. I'm enjoying the mention of. Actually, first of all, I think their legacy for me will be the WLC match. Loved that. That was brilliant, and it was nice to hear a mention from um, friend of the channel Hornswoggle. Well, friend of Matthew Hornswoggle. Love that. <laughs> That's all my thoughts on the shiny yeah, stars. No, like there we nice go. Life. We'll have to stop it up here. We'll be here for three hours. Rusev. We would like oh, to remind everybody who didn't already know, Rusev gave $20,000 of his own money to production who weren't getting paid at that point because they weren't doing anything. Now, the last quote, in Bulgaria, we have an expression. It's not a lot, but it's from the heart. Start for Jack, then go to the main event of Ross because I know he's taking this the worst <laughs> out of all of us. All I'll say is just like, Rusev's such a blown opportunity and he's one of those people who just should have been a main eventer. Um, and like a a persistent one as well, or a, a what am I trying to say? Like a, a cons- yeah, a consistent one. Because, um, yeah, he's just absolutely brilliant and it's hilarious. And, yeah, I don't know. It's just quite sad. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let Ross, because I'm sure Ross has a lot to say. I'm not going to go too far. Just mention that, like, I think it was two years ago this month, he was the top merch seller in all of WWE. And for mm. some reason, they then turned him heel. Yeah, then split up Aiden English and did all that. They had this wonderful thing that organically grew 
which is always the best stuff. Look at Daniel Bryan and stuff like that when something organically takes off and then they get on board with it. And then for some reason, they never did with Rusev. And it just, it makes no sense. Heel or babyface, fantastic. Look at his, his track record over the past, you know, six years or whatever it is. He'll be fine wherever he goes. I hope he goes New Japan, heavyweight division there, AEW, something funny in there. Why not? Everything. He's just so talented and a lovely guy. Lovely dogs. I love the man. <laughs> he is great. <laughs> he's just so naturally funny and they never let him do that either. Because he had, he had fleeting moments where he was like, oh, I'm elated and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, there's promise there. Just let him do it. And they never did. And it just really it baffles you. It makes you quite angry. Or it makes me angry. I liked when he called himself Handsome Rusev for the first time. That was really funny. <laughs> I mean, the first time Rusev, it may be the first time, or the first time I noticed when he was genuinely funny, he took the TV monitor during a brawl and he tweeted, oh, I took the TV, the TV now I am TV champion. <laughs> so, like, oh, he's got a sense of humour. I, I can't reveal who told me this on video, but oh. I, very, I, I learned that um, I brought this up to someone in WWE and they said that, you know that he shoot took that home, right? It's in his house now. He's still got the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he tweets out a picture soon of him just watching like New Japan or something on that monitor if he can somehow hook it up to a TV. Ah. <laughs> uh, so Rusev, somebody who got himself over regardless of what we did with him and kept it going and still loved online. Unrelated, Lana's, Lana's also lovely. released. But sorry, I know who uh, you're going to say. Ruin my segue. I know. I'm sorry. It's it's Zack Ryder. Go on, sorry, I know. Go on, Jack. But um, Lana's not being released though. It's weird. No. Yeah. So, by the way, while we're doing all this, this is what's currently going. It's Thursday afternoon. More yeah. are promised, but they wanted to at least wait until NXT was finished yesterday. I saw also, mentioned that it was just Raw people who got released this uh, last night as well. Sat here now, so presumably after SmackDown, mm. maybe Saturday night, there'll be a, another big chunk. Mm. Yeah. but there's been nothing about NXT so far has there there's, there's been, been a, a few couple. there's be, been yeah, a Diana Perrazzo sorry mm. if I mispronounced that name uh, Alexander Jaksic uh, aka Lonely God aka a guy who got signed in late 2019 who did make it on the TV MJ Jenkins who only made one TV appearance in a battle royal and um, Josiah Williams who was known for doing oh, the Josiah wrestling Williams. flow wrestling yeah, flow, flow yeah yeah, yeah. And that's to start off with, apparently. Um, on, also Ollie the, Lorcan was on Raw, so... Just also, saying. the um, the woman who wrote uh, the yeah, Alex Mandy story. Yeah. Oh, sorry, right, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry, not to cut ahead. But yeah, Andrea Listenberger, the writer who has been there since uh, December last year, who gave us the Mandy Rose Otis storyline. Why fire her? Mm. It's the best storyline in, like, in years, maybe, even. But yeah. Mm. And yeah, also then... Zack Ryder, oh. who, for people who were a bit younger than the rest of us, it can't be overstated how well Zack Ryder got himself over when the company literally had no intention to push in him. To the point where, I believe, Ryan Satan uploaded it yesterday. The Rock, back for 2011, I believe, at Survivor Series, trying to talk. There's a pause. And the crowd just go, we want Ryder. <laughs> it's beautiful it to could- see. And it, could, it should be said, uh, for YouTube-based content for wrestlers to get themselves over when they weren't in the ring, that was started by him. Yeah. yeah. So he is inadvertently responsible for the creation of AEW as we know it. So be, Yeah, being the elite wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Zack Ryder. And um, you could even argue that this podcast wouldn't exist without Zack Ryder, or at least 
wouldn't exist. It might have taken a while for like people to start doing more wrestling content online. I suppose. I don't know. You look a bit. You look a bit dubious there, Matthew. No, I'll give him credit for other people's work. He's not taking our credit. <laughs> Ross. Yeah, another one. I don't know why they do it. Just to, to they obviously don't do it to spite themselves, but it seems that way, doesn't it? When you've got a guy who's organically once again that popular, and then you go and have him murdered by Kane in a wheelchair and stuff like that, and just made look made look like another fool by Eve Torres at WrestleMania. Just and then the the US title. Me and Jack were there inside the stadium. The noise was unbelievable. Well, that, was the, that, was the IC title. that was the IC title. IC title, sorry. And it, you, never, you never saw it coming. And it was just an amazing moment. And less than a day later, it's it's all gone. And he's back to where he was, just on main event. And I do, I, You don't get it sometimes. <laughs> no. He lost it the next night to The Miz. We were there again. Yeah. Yeah. And the longest of Dewey producers slash trainers slash backstage people who have been furlonged, not fired. Fit Finley, who's been around since 2001. Mike Rotunda, who appeared on WWE Bump that was uploaded that day. It's literally hours before this all got announced. And as people point out, he was released on tax day for Americans. Or would have been if things oh. Hurricane Helms. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Hurricane Helms. Lance Storm, who just joined two months ago after talking to Jericho about how he'd sold all of his equipment uh, before setting up his uh, school and everything to join WWE. Pat Buck, who couldn't have been that long to remember that name coming up recently. Uh, Billy Kidman, who's been doing that job since 2007. Sean Devari, who's only been doing it for short length as well. Scott Armstrong, since 2006. And Sarah Stock, since 2015, ever since she left Impact Wrestling. And Mike Chioda, He's been with the company since 1989. Who was currently out with injury? This, mm. this is devastating. This. Yeah, yeah. I, that one really confused me. Not only because he's been there for like m- longer than I've been alive, but because also the none of the other refs got followed or let go. So what's that about? Is it because he was on a high wage? I don't know. Uh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Any other yeah. thoughts there, Ross? No, I just 1989 he started. He was on the first Raw. I, it always used to make me laugh so much the way he would count to 10. Nobody counted to 10 like Mike Yoda did. He was fantastic at counting to 10. He obviously, you know, one of the, well, I guess there's two senior referees Mike Yoda, then Charles, maybe. Is that the hierarchy? I've got no idea. Um, but like yeah, it. it was really baffling. Really baffling. But I don't know what you, what you reckon about. Do you reckon some of them will get rehired once this is sort of all blown over? Uh, that's what they're saying, uh, suggest with it being a furlong. It's it's not a goodbye, it's a see you later. Mike but... was in the release ones, though. Kyoto. Oh. oh, was he? I beg your yeah, pardon. Yeah, he was on that. Together. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. You would assume so. That's why it's a furlong not being fired. But uh, right now, I'm not going to pretend to know what they're going to be doing because it's crazy. It's like the last days of um, the Soviet Union. No one knows what, who, what's happening. Also, Jerry Soto when the ring announcers for NXT um, and probably more to come. Like I said, mm-hmm. still early days. So I've gone through some typings up and tweets uh, after seeing people talk about after Wrestling Observer Lives dropped. Uh, read the Wrestle Economic site by Brandon Thurston and, and also Jake Barnett on Twitter being very informative. Um, basically, this all seems to be that WWE insists on keeping the stock price up. 
and there seems to be some misconception that WWE has $50 million in cash on hand because they announced uh, a few weeks ago, like, look how good we're doing. They had $90 million in liquid cash at the end of 2019 in their balance sheet. This means the rest of the liquidity could come from fully leveraging existing revolving credit lines. Uh, Meltzer seems to think the cuts are related to both WWE's fear of AW signing up, everybody being lessened, and as well as the company trying to make the books look better. And that is fair enough. Right now, no one's hiring, but when they AW do come to be doing that, and no one knows when that is, they can't possibly take everybody here. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave says all the people were let go by WWE today weren't going to be part of the mm, era of TV, that diddler virus era. He says it's not that WWE did what they did today that bothers him. It's the timing of it, uh, especially in Florida where one of the WWE staffers tested positive last week. Mm. And Meltzer seems to think if they didn't run a house show for the rest of the year, if they don't run Saudi Arabia for the rest of the year, if they don't make any merch slash licensing money for the rest of the year, which they will, they're still on target for about a billion dollars worth of revenue. So, Jesus. It seems to be right. Um, a bunch of other stuff. It's just me, me reading what other people have said. It's going to be a very boring podcast. So I'll move on. But it seems to be, it's not that they had all this money and went, well, we just don't want anyone to pee it. They do have shareholders to appease. And they are naturally worried about how this is going to affect the Fox deal, which is still shaky right now. Nothing's being said if they are going to want to reschedule or reevaluate the contract, but they can't be looking at these things and going, yeah, this isn't what we wanted when you promised us Lesnar and Rousey last year. Mm. Um, And also the fact that they are going to be losing money that they were going to get for WrestleMania. They're losing a lot of money on their live events and also um, merch picked up at live events, Mm. which is where they get a lot of money from. So lots of numbers and stuff there. Jack and Ross, any thoughts? Go you first, Jack. It's still, it's still, I mean, I think it was Meltzer as well who compared it to like, he said this isn't like a restaurant that has no money in reserve having to let people go. This is a giant company. And it just seems very callous, especially at this time when nobody else is hiring. I mean, I'm not surprised that it caused such a furore online. But yeah. Ross? Ross? Yeah, that's just it's just the the sort of feeling that they didn't have to do it, but they did it anyway. That's the sort of thing that stinks. And then, obviously, as I said before, they've let people go who risk their health for a minute on television, and a few days later they're gone. It just it stinks. It's not. Yeah, I don't know what you say about that. It's just good. Yeah. Well, I think we've got all the negative stuff out of the way. So don't worry, people. If you're thinking this is a miserable podcast, we will be talking about uh, how Seth Rollins. He's turned the locker room. Don't worry, everything's all right. He's on Periscope. It's okay. Doesn't know why we're being so harsh in WWE. When... To be fair, people are taking that out of context a bit. That's the best thing was... about wrestling. I know it was a. T- it was a. Because t- you know I've had a go at Rollins more than most probably on the YouTube, but he- that was a ten-minute video, and people are taking that one sentence. But his, his general thing was about like. Uh, sticking together and being like positive about each other and stuff like that. But yeah, he, he does. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt a bit sorry for him this morning when I saw all that, all the headlines. <laughs> yeah. I guess I was the only one. Yeah. No, 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 Jack, Jack, don't, don't, don't wait for me to rush into his defence. You go first, pal. I was gonna say just like it, it is a bit. I feel like he should have chosen his words more carefully, but I don't think it was as malicious as people no. are suggesting. He still shouldn't have said it, though. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He Classic said it. vintage Rollins. <laughs> Yeah, at least he's consistent, eh, lads. 
You know what's mm. is consistent? The Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Let's move on to the next bit. We need to do one more bit of news. I'm sorry, the revival. We're back here at the news <laughs> section at the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. It's still consistent. Yeah, almost forgotten about with all the other stuff going on in the world. The revival, quite you left last week. It, it's been week. since the last podcast, hasn't it? I think we I forgot think to mention so. it last time, to be honest with you. Uh, so let's pretend it was last week. <laughs> so don't look lazy. <laughs> yeah, the revival quietly left after one out of the contract for months. And probably thought, well, that was a good call to be doing it then. Um, a shame. But at the same time, you can't be with WWE forever. And they have got the sights on other places with that whole expression that we can't say on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That certain tag team that they can wrestle. But what do you think, Ross? Yeah, it, it was interesting how it seemed to be mutually agreed. They wanted it, and then WWE, I, d- I guess they couldn't have known what was coming this week by going like, yeah, you go now, rather than waiting to lump them in with the rest of the people this week. I don't know how that works. But yeah, good for it, it, it's another one where they're, they're, just, they're a team who are suited better away from there. Obviously, they don't lend themselves to the sort of the razzmatazz of Raw and SmackDown, do they? The, the style that they do, and they're for proper wrestling folk, aren't they? And hopefully they get to do that somewhere else. Jack the jobber. Um, I think that if they do wrestle the books, it could be like one of the best tag matches ever. But obviously, when matches are really hyped, that makes it hard to live up to. But if any two tag teams can, it's it's the revival on the books. So I'll be shocked if we don't get that match at some point in the near future. But yeah, that's my revival thoughts. It would be great after all this time they finally look up and they've got no chemistry together whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and you know where they won't be wrestling? Double or nothing, oh, which right. has been rescheduled from May 23rd to May 29th next year. So there is still going to be, as far as I understand, there is still going to be a double or nothing, but it's going to be like an empty, a no fans show. And then the net, the Vegas double or nothing, yeah, has been rescheduled until next year. So... Yeah. That's right, Jack, because all wrestling is terrible right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's right, AEW, I haven't forgotten about you either. You can <laughs> suck as well. <laughs> you know what doesn't suck? The next segment. Wait, is that it? Is that it? Any other news? Yeah. The next segment. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, <laughs> I forgot about it. sorry I'm absolutely good by the way with this week's results <laughs> sorry push push Ross uh-huh. I'm, trying, I'm trying to laugh what's Buddy <laughs> Pete done say I'm trying to think what he said I can't remember not that not this way or not, not the, the way not the way not, not the, the way. way not the way not the way Matt. Matthew stop laughing not the, not the way not the way not the way stop laughing <laughs> Ashton Smith with 3% God, I hope you don't get released by the time this gets uploaded. Oh, oh God, yeah. Oh. yeah. Let's do it next week. Anyway, don't, don't do it this week. Mad Kurt with 23%, which I guess that settles that debate. <laughs> <laughs> Should be Mad Kurt and then in brackets, Snowboy, his tag team partner. <laughs> oh, but with a massive... Oh, okay, I was surprised by this because I actually thought it was really crap uh, pick compared to the other two we had. Firefly Funhouse, 74%. Yay. Well done. <laughs> Oh, it's me going first then, isn't it? So, after getting more messages from people who have been very polite, very nice during this time, there's 
definitely be shown the best and worst of people during the, the Diddler virus times. I'm going to nominate bus drivers. The simple task... I thought you said, sorry, I thought you said Buster Rhymes. <laughs> I mean, he's great and everything. Give me some more. But... Yes, bus driver. My very serious point about bus driver is completely rude. Sorry, I'll sorry. Is, is Buster Rhymes as a bus driver. <laughs> Drive the town, give me some more. Go to the shops, give me some more. <laughs> so two weeks ago, I talked about the unthanked warriors during this time, the retail workers now they're having to do through stuff. Bus drivers during this period, there's a lot of people uh, driving buses around this area who have, we've got brand new buses in Benwell, by the way. We don't have the metro, we just have buses. Yeah, and every time I walk along to about my once a day stretch, I look and nine times out of 10, there's a bus driver with one guy on the very back. Every time the the bus driver's to pull in and wait for a few seconds, get synced in because he's supposed to be picking up people and just looks like, what what am I doing? If I I drove this into into a pond, would anyone notice? But they're still carrying on. And especially with the ones in London, uh, getting very sick very quickly because, hey, it turns out in a very congested area, having to deal with lots of people, the complete opposite to all the people uh, in charge would have you not be doing. Um, they're doing a lot of stuff. They put a lot on the line and risk a lot of stuff for the people that need the buses to do the work that they need to survive. And I I don't see them getting anything but crap from people because oh. let's face it, Jack and Ross, there's only two types of people in this world. There's people who thank the bus driver when they get off and wankers. So that's why I nominate the good bus as drivers. Nor- as northerners, are we all, we're all people who thank the driver, right? Yeah. I, 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 do you even need to ask? Okay. Is it a law? Jack. Oh, so bus, dri- bus drivers. That, that's it, not, yeah. Not scene. Bus, not, there you go. Not Buster Rhymes. Not Buster um, Rhymes. I, I honestly couldn't think of one this week, so... I'm just going to talk about, you know, when you can't get to sleep at night and then you get reminded of an embarrassing thing from like six years ago. So I just, can I just go down as like Jack's story or something? I needed something to bring to the Hall of Fame segment. I just couldn't for the life of me think of anything. So I'm just going to tell you. wait for this. <laughs> Look, everyone's going to enjoy. <laughs> it's going to be underwhelming now, I can tell. Um, so... Here we go. Um, I got reminded of this last night and I hadn't thought about it for about six years. So at uni uh, in the summer, just before the start of the of my final year, I think I was um, I was because I live quite locally to the uni I went to. They were like, come back and do some repping. I was like, yeah, I'll do a bit of repping. So I was repping for the international students who were coming along earlier than everyone else. So I was showing people around the campus and stuff, showing them where all the departments were. And then on the night, on the night time, all the reps went on a big night out and we all got hammered. Now, before this, because I was a last minute addition to the repping team, I um, didn't have a room to stay in. And my mate was like, don't worry, just stay in my room. It's a bit messy. There's boxes everywhere, but I'll just stay at my girlfriend's tonight. I was like, oh, sound, I'll stay in his room. So I get back really drunk, get in the room, go to sleep and stuff. Wake up. All right. All right. Sorry. I'm nearly done. I'm nearly. I'm nearly done the story. If you're following, <laughs> if you're following along, um, so I get in the room, wake up, and realise, oh, there's there's no boxes around. He wasn't telling the truth about that. The room's like spotless. Turn the light on. 
the room's pink. I'm like, this isn't his room. This is a girl's room. And then as I opened the door and tried to quietly leave and made the bed and everything, uh, she was there in the corridor outside. She was only from concerts, so she'd stayed home that night instead of staying in her room. And she was the room next door to the one that I was meant to stay in. So I just slept in this lass's bed on my own for a night. And I knew her, but when I say I knew her, I like, we were on the same, we were in the same year and we probably had each other on Facebook, but I didn't really know her. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And she said, it's fine. Like a bit too quickly. She was like, it's fine. And I was like, oh, and um, that that's my Hall of Fame nomination because uh, I got reminded of it last night when I couldn't sleep. Thanks, everyone. Cheers <laughs> for that. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I love Jack's stories. It's like yeah. watching one person play tennis with himself. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, <sighs> no pressure, but you have to follow that. Shut up. <laughs> I'm going for a nice one this week. Have you seen Captain Tom Moore in the news? I have, yes. No oh, issues. fantastic story. For those who don't know, he's a 99-year-old uh, veteran, war veteran, Captain Tom Moore, who wanted to set out to raise £1,000 for the NHS by doing laps of his garden. I think he was going to do 100-odd laps or something by this morning, Thursday morning, and he did it. Or was it yesterday morning? can't remember. I'm having a game of tennis for myself now. Um, but he did it, and in the process of trying to raise £1,000 for the NHS, he's raised over £12 million. Um, yep. I Whoops. think that's an amazing story. 99-year-old fella walking around his gardens, raised 12 million for the NHS. He's got a Just Given page, I do believe. So search that down. I donated. I do. Fantastic story. So Captain Tom Moore is my nomination for the Hall of Fame. So we've got two nice ones, two nice nominations, and then my awful, self-indulgent, crappy <laughs> story. Right. Yeah, so it's another murderer's row of votes. So... If you've been paying attention, if you're still awake, you can, of course, go to <laughs> patreon.com to vote for any of these fantastic uh, entries to the Hall of Fame. Do you want to nominate bus drivers? Yeah, you heard me. Bus drivers. Jack's amazing, incredible story. <laughs> or Mr. Big Bad, Captain Tom Moore. Captain Tom. Captain Tom Moore. 99 years old and a bitch ain't one of them. Any of those, those fabulous picks... Go to patreon.com for that's called the Holic. Place your votes. It's your fault when I win. Thank you very much. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. This week in wrestling, on SmackDown, oh joy, Dolph and Sonya rant about being framed. They say the footage was doctored. Tucker comes out and shows photos of Mandy and Otis together. Now he wants to batter Ziggler, but he loses instead. <laughs> great, great stuff from Tucker. I'm going to get you, and he lost to his super kick. Oh, mm. I hope Otis doesn't eat all of the bananas, though. What? Neither yeah, the potassium. Yeah, it's, it's, I did a bit of research and there was someone from, I think it was Cambridge University, who said you need to eat 400 bananas in one sitting to overload on potassium. Mm. So that's, a, that's one of the big worries when you eat too many bananas, isn't it? You have two bananas, you think, oh, I've had too much potassium, but no, 400 in one go. Yeah. Otis could do that, though. Otis could do that, though, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, that, that's how I want to go out. <laughs> 398, 399, so long, suckers. The SmackDown tag team division take turns cutting promos. It sets up Miz versus Jey Uso versus Big E next week, aka the other half of the ladder match they did at WrestleMania. Wow, sounds like there's uh, very similar teams in the WWE SmackDown tag team scene. Don't worry, the Forgotten Sons are on SmackDown now. Oh, God. Get in. And they beat the Lucha House Party. Not just to set the world, just to set the world right. After Lucha House Party looked the best they looked in years, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. What do you think of uh, the Forgotten Sons? Don't know. I was like, you know how uh, when they did the draft, it was all about the Fox executives and the USA executives. Imagine the USA executives getting their shiny NXT present last Monday, and it's Bianca Belair. She's amazing. <laughs> and then Fox get theirs, and it's all tattered and crap. <laughs> it's the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> e dear. Yeah, I'm rather got the- gold, frankincense, and it's like, oh, three stacks of mere. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There you go. If, um, if you're struggling to sleep with the memories of Jack's uh, stories kicking in. No, worry, they've got the <laughs> sons on SmackDown now. It was a good story. Braun's... Yes, it was. Braun Strowman beat Nakamura in the main event as they did the Rick Rude Warrior thing of, ah, you're the world champion now, but remember when you beat me for the IC title? Uh, didn't yeah. work then, didn't work here. But Bray Wyatt interrupted the celebration on the Tron and he wants no. a title shot. No. They haven't no. learned, have they? Matthew and Jack, they haven't learned. Don't put the Why? feed in the universal title picture. Maybe you're setting them up for another big bloody loss down the line, aren't you? Ruin, tarnish him, not ruin, tarnish. Do you think? Do you think he'll win? So they get back on track with where they were going to go before Goldberg wanted to be a hero. Since Goldberg wanted to take three million dollars, where he got paid that one for that one match. Mm. I I don't know. He shouldn't be in that match. He shouldn't be in the universal title picture. Have him go after other people who's wronged him in the past. Just have that carry on for a while because it's fun. Forgotten Sons. (laughs) But they do need to have someone like Bray because right now, who else is there in the the main event of SmackDown? King Corbin. 
<coughs> cool. Uh, moving on to Raw. <laughs> we get some women's Money in the Bank qualifiers. Asuka beats Ruby Riot in the match of the night. Shayna Baszler destroys Sarah Logan. And Who cries? Does such, does such a job of destroying her that the ring announcer gets confused and announces Sarah Logan as the winner. <laughs> yeah. And then That's they have to good... go, um, no, no, she didn't win. She's, she's lost quite heavily because she's no longer she with the company. Got released, yeah. Yeah. And then Nia Jax, yes, she's back, beats Kyrie Sane, who is not being released, contrary to some BS wrestling reports. Don't trust anybody unless it's Coldaholic or Sean Ross Sapp, who we get all our news from. I know that, <laughs> I know that, and, and the Observer, I know that, um, and basically, and PW inside Mike Johnson. Yeah. I know that um, like Nia's back and you want to have her win to look strong. But don't make this match then. Because who would you rather have in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Nia Jax or excellent high flyer with the best elbow drop ever, Kyrie Sane? But Nia Jax can use the Big Show's ladder. Uh, and therefore we can promote the number three show on Netflix. The Big Show Show. Oh, not this. I watched the first episode. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe how bad it is. <laughs> it's I feel sorry for I feel sorry for, you know, the actors involved because they're fine, but the the writers are awful. Awful, awful writers, really bad. What's with the What's with Have you watched the first episode? I've watched 1.5 episodes, the first one and a half I. Bloody hell. Um what's What's with the bit in the first episode where it's like it's all serious. It's like, my daughter's coming to live with us. I hope she gets on with everyone all right. And then the little girl, the youngest one's like, I'm going to be late for school. Have we got time to play this game or whatever? And then it cuts to Big Show and her. And she's on his shoulders with like a long coat over them, running through the living room. What's, what was that? Oh, it's just so funny, isn't it? <laughs> but the, the smallest daughter's not the issue. The middle daughter's the, the... What a horrible piece of work she is. Well, she's like the Lisa Simpson. Oh, she's horrible. Oh, okay. With her bedroom that she wouldn't give up, having her sit in <laughs> protest. What's that about? Just uh, share your bedroom, arsehole. And she steals her hoodie. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> He's, you're invested now, they've got you. Oh, no. Okay. You know, when you watch, like, you know, like, Drake and Josh and programmes like that, and, you know, it's a, it's a bit cringy, but, you know, there's something for the adults there as well. Mm. This is, like... There's nothing there. You know what I mean, Matthew? We all watch Drake and Josh and programs like that. Keenan and Kel. Yeah, Keenan yeah, yeah, and Kel. <laughs> but this is like... You'll have to watch it with your own eyes to make your own judgment. I can't sum it up. Again, the only bit of the show I've seen was the cut-up bit on Twitter. It was just like him auditioning for a film. He goes, hello, I'm Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Can I keep the air? There's a joke in it as well. <sighs> Because Big Show's portrayed as like just Big Show's portrayed as like just a massive idiot, right? Um, but he goes to the airport to pick up his daughter, and the guy working at the airport goes, "Oh my god, you're John Cena!" And he goes, "No, I'm the Big Show." And that's the joke. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then guess what he does? The policeman Matthew he picks him up and holds him like a little baby, and the policeman says, "I've never felt more safe in all my life." That was another it, joke on the show. It's like waiting for Godot. It's like weird anti-drama, anti-comedy. It's so bizarre. It's so strange. 
Wait, I so expect enough from you. We're from the I'm big a... show. show. So, so what I've done there is I've popped you, right? I've popped the boys, Poppington, <laughs> more with the reference to Samuel Beckett than with my hilarious drunken antics. Okay. It was a well-timed Samuel Beckett. Ah, oh, I, I see. All in the timing, Jack. Okay. That's big How show. How the hell did we get speaking about the big show? You said... The big ladder that night, Jack. The ladder, ladder, yeah. Of course, yeah. It all makes sense. See, I was going to say, it's it's going to be worth it for the people that don't watch Raw that tune into the network to see Money in the Bank and go, Canel, how long she been back for? <laughs> anyway. Bobby Lashley squashes No Way Jose, uh, despite Lana almost distracting him by accident. Uh, Jose is released two days later, but sadly Lashley is still with Lana. <laughs> so I'm not sure who lost that one, really. Uh, Drew McIntyre beats Andrade in a champion versus champion match we'll call back to their NXT title match McIntyre very entertaining here slapping uh, young Austin Theory all the way at the Shadow Realm on the outside mm. however Seth Rollins the self-proclaimed locker room leader lays him out afterwards and establishes himself as the next challenger how does that make sense loses nothing to Kevin makes Owens. sense now and uh, loses to Kevin I know he's a heel so you've got to but he loses to Kevin Owens and then Kevin Owens is Missing and Rollins is in the, the title picture. It's a weird one, I it guess. Is a weird one. But apparently, this was the plan even before all the pandemic and everything. Rollins was planned to be the next feud for Drew. So I don't know. Hmm. Mm. Well, whatever. AEW <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> Lance Archer defeats Colt Cabana to advance the TNT Championship tournament. And they do a very good job of uh, with the video packages of Cole Cabana going, yeah, I know I'm silly this and silly that, but I'm also a serious wrestler. I've wrestled, uh, and he lost. Um, various roster members win squash matches. Britt Baker also gets a good promo. Sean Spears, who doesn't. And Sammy Guevara, who beats Sugar Dungadon, a.k.a. Pineapple Pete. Last saw, we last saw him in digital, Matthew, wrestling H.T. Drake. That's right, we could barely see him for the crowd that night, but God bless him for putting him in the effort. Kip Sabian beats Chuck Taylor with help from Jimmy Havoc. Sing up Jimmy Havoc versus Orange Cassidy. Ooh. Please and give John it. Moxley. Please Ooh, wait, just please be please be some kind of death match, Stip. I want to see what Orange Cassidy does in a hardcore match. Well, Havoc's gonna have to do all the promos, isn't he? Going, Hello, I'm Jimmy Havoc. And then I live in a box. <laughs> What's with? Because they've so now it's official. Now it's like cave. It's canon in storyline that Kip and Jimmy Havoc are friends and live together, which is true in real life. But how does it work for their characters that like pretty boy asshole Kip Sabian lives with Lord of Darkness and evil being Jimmy Havoc? I don't understand. It's weird. That that's pretty much all the fan fiction I read. To be honest with you, <laughs> should we not read, read more anime? <laughs> And uh, John Moxley beats Jake Hager in an empty arena match at Daly's Place to retain the title with Jim Ross commentating. Ross, any thoughts there? I quite enjoyed it, me. I didn't... Is it normal? Like, in empty arena matches, like, Falls Cat anywhere, is that not a thing normally? I don't know. I didn't bother looking it up. That was a bit of a weird thing for me. Surely just let them do whatever anywhere. That was my only real issue. Jim Ross, no. Apart from his Pearl Harbor reference, no real... Eyebrow raising moments on commentary. Oh, God, was... yeah, go about that on Raw. Sorry. Yeah. He's, um. What a week. Ah, he's, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a throwback. A little bit of MMA in there. 
for some MMA fans. But my main tip, my the best bit of uh, dynamite this week was Taz's techniques little thing. More of that, fantastic. Some Taz's of the words he was is. using, aye, unbelievable tech. What does he talk about in that tech thing for people who haven't seen it? Hager's gable lock submission headlock thing. Oh, it's still about the holds itself thing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and how to apply it and the differences in the technique, and he uses some. Words I've never heard before, Matthew. It's, it's incredible. Oh, that's fine. So is it is it like playing the old SmackDown games? Is like Jake Hager has a nice Hager lock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hopefully we can all learn something from Taz there. And then NXT happened, and I just skipped through it because I couldn't be asked and was not up for watching it after the the som of yesterday. So one thing that happened. There's no notes in front of me, but one thing that did happen was. Timothy Thatcher showed up. Yes. He is Matt Riddle's mystery partner. That's right. He's, he's a bit on the side when Pete Dunne's not around. <laughs> and that was it. Any other thoughts on Are you not NXT? happy about this, Matthew? I, I'm very numb at the minute to most things with wrestling. Even AW Dynamite. Stuff happens Matthew. and I'm like, all right, cool. Matthew, what if, right? What if, I'm like, sure. Walter... And Bala goes down in Dublin, in the United Kingdom, Dublin. And then, <coughs> and then, <laughs> not my thoughts, not my thoughts, the thoughts of NXT UK. Oh, and right, um, I yeah, I don't want to be barred from Scrapamania. I want to go one day to OTT. Um, mm. And what if Thatcher gets involved then? And him and Walter have a bit of a story, you know? Would that not be good for you? Would you not love that, mate? Mate. Right now, WWE are bloodletting the company and trying to cut costs wherever they're possible. <coughs> I think I'll need to give it a month to see if NXT UK is going to be a thing, given that the mighty world of sport empire didn't exactly come to fruition. That is true. <coughs> Excuse me. That is so, true. So, no. No, I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> um, Killer Cross showed up as well. Oh, did he? He He's got a new name. Champion. What is it again? Oh, I know what it means. It begins with a K game, or is it a C? Oh, Callion? it's Carrion. Carrion. Carrion Cross. Yeah. But apparently it means like rotting animal flesh. Yeah. Oh. Rotting like animal fresh cross. <laughs> his is spelled with a K because it's what he does. Yeah. Ah. So his name is Carrion Killer Cross. No, no, Carrion no Cross. Killer. 3K, the KKK. No, no, no. No, no. Call the Holly Hunter Field, the new name for Killer Cross. No, 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 no. No, it's not. It's just the two. Oh, my God. What was it that... I think it's catchy, that. What was it that Kofi Kingston said? King of the Ring, he was going to win. He was like, are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) Because I'll I'll be King Kofi Kingston. (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) Right. Lads and lasses, any other... Wrestling, yeah, pretty much all that's happening in the world. Yeah, right yeah. No, I've got oh. one. Um, oh, is it the same one? I'll, maybe it's the same no, one. No, you go ahead. Sorry, actually, on Impact, me. on Impact, there was a seventy-year-old man, and he could just wrestle. He did old school on all four ropes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That is Action Jackson. Action right? Jackson, Mike yeah, Jackson. He is appearing in Game Changer Wrestling when they do their Southern Graps shows, and yeah. He doesn't doesn't wrestle like he's seventy. No, and I'm glad he survived that onslaught from New Jack that time as well. 
Ha ha ha. That was Gypsy. No, that was Gypsy. Oh, right. Sorry, I ruined that. I'm sorry. That's okay. My thing right now is in Mexico, they've uh, stopped. <laughs> Wait. What? Did you just say in Mexico? Mexico. Like Mexico. <laughs> but that's how they say it. Oh. All right. Mex- in Mexico. No, it's all right. <laughs> sorry, I'll speak English. In um, that place, there's no wrestling. Obvious reasons. So the main story going around, because the worst time for him is Octagon. Basically saying, there's two people who say, but we're your kids. If you haven't paid child support in decades. And he's going, no, 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 no. I don't know you. Don't know you. This is but a Octagon's story? defense, yeah, yeah, Octagon's defense has been like holding up documents. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll just, like, like law documents are going, this, this, this proves that they are not my, this proves that they are not mine or whatever. But the documents don't even, Say anything that he's saying. He's just holding up random bits of paper. Oh, this <laughs> I in his defense. A, I thought you meant a storyline. This is real. Oh no, yeah, this is a real thing. He's like, oh. no, 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 those kids are not mine. He'll hold up a document that's just like this. This proves, and it doesn't say anything about it. Wow. So, very Mexican drama is whatever you want to say. Me- Mexico drama is way more exciting and interesting than any drama these, over here right now. Are these kids Pentagon and Phoenix? Uh, no. Oh, just because Octagon, I mean, Pentagon, Pentagon Junior, son of Pentagon, but it's oh yeah, so like every kid they added another one. No, I wasn't just saying that all Mexicans are related. <laughs> Jesus, God, the sixteen-sided shape kid, whatever. <laughs> uh, oh dear, well, that was very anticlimactic. But that was the week in wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> and now it's time to have a little look in our mailbag. Question number one. Are we lads or lasses, etc.? Limp Biscuit had the best WWE live performance of any band at WrestleMania ever. Fight me. Now that I have your attention, being in my isolation station for a good few weeks now and I'm going mad, I found myself rewatching a lot of content from <coughs> the Ruthless Aggression era WWE. This is when I was first getting into WWE and it's close to my heart and I look back on it fondly. Watching Ross and Sam's tier list on the Ruthless Aggression era got me thinking about my favourite superstars, pay-per-views, and matches from that time. Mania 19, featuring Limp Biscuit, Backlash 2004, even though it says Blacklash here for some reason. Uh, <laughs> Umaga being the last great monster heel, the e-booked, Edge being the greatest diddler that ever diddled, and so on and so forth. With this in mind, being isolation being isolated, I guess. What Ruthless Aggression matches or pay-per-views would you turn to just to entertain yourself while sipping on some qu- quarantinis? Quarantinis? I are. Thanks so <coughs> much to Colaholic and Triple Jump. You got me going and your work during this mental times provided many laughs. You're a bunch of top bananas. Much love, Jack without the C. So like Jack and Daxter. Oh, well, thank you very much, Jack, for that Thanks very lovely much. typed up. You can tell when there's something going on in the Christ in the world where we're getting these lovely typed up questions that aren't just, oh, who's your favorite diddler of all time? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ruthless Aggression Era, to begin with, do we say Ruthless Aggression? It starts 2002. When does it end? Early 08, isn't it? Mm. Is that the official thing? I, I think Jerick officially, because we got, me and Sam got a bit of stick by not in, uh, including Jericho's feud with Michaels when we were uh, summing up those two. I think their feud is the start of the whatever era's next, the PG, officially, in the record books. I don't know. Well, it was during their feud that they said no more uh, cutting or blading. 
because mm. that, that weird tidbit of being the, the last time someone bladed. Yeah. Oh, she asked CM Punk and Jerry Lawler, but whatever. Okay, so, well, Ross, you've just done this fabulous list, and I've got lots of lovely hits for Colorolic, so yay. Why don't you take us away? Uh, my Well, I, I was going matches that would stick out to me would be Angle versus Lesnar on SmackDown. That would be the first one that come to mind. It was nine-man match, hour long. You know what's happened there with Lesnar and uh, Angle. What else is there? The only one that sticks out to me is uh, the Survivor Series, Team Bischoff versus uh, Team Austin. Yes, Shawn, that's a great shout. Shawn Michaels in that. Woo! That might be the best Survivor Series match ever. Yeah, unbelievable. Cool. That, that, there's two for you. Do you want to yeah. jump in? I would, I would I'd love to jump in. The entire Batista turns on Triple H storyline and pay off. Because after years off. of him completely ruining and knackering guys like uh, Kane, RVD, Scott Stein, Booker T, blah, 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 Triple H just went all out and making Batista look like this big star, the slow turns, and, you know, I'll take on anybody in this company. Uh, not, not you, Dave, though. No, 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 you're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, failing to kick, break up the pin at uh, New Year's Revolution, him realising, and the clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Jack. Um, I've got a pay-per-view in mind. I've got the card here on my phone. So I'm going to say Unforgiven 2006. I'm going to run through the... In Toronto. I'm going to run through the card. Oh, with Cena Edge. Ah, yes, Cena Edge is the main event. Um, But the rest of the card, I couldn't really remember. So I had a look because I don't know if it's as good as I remember it being, though. Johnny Nitro defeats Jeff Hardy. That was probably quite good. Uh, Kane versus Umaga. Ended in a double count out. This is my favourite match on the card. The Spirit Squad uh, versus the Highlanders. And I just forgot the Highlanders even like existed. So it was nice to see them on the card. Uh, the only other match I remember from the show was the three-on-two handicap Hell in a Cell match between DX and Shane and Vince and Big Show. Where uh-huh. they, stu- they stuck Vince's head right up Big Show's arse. <laughs> And um, Shane McMahon did a terrifying sell where it looked like he was paralysed. I remember that. Uh, Trish versus Lita, Randy versus Carlito, and Cena versus Edge. So that main event's very, very good, though. I remember that one. So Unforgiven 2006. Hmm. Also a special notice, Cena versus Umaga at the Rumble, 07. Last Man Standing? Hmm. Hmm. Very good. All of Umaga. Yeah, I'm glad that, that yeah. person brought up. Because I remember it was one week Carly came out, and then maybe the same week or the week after Umaga made his debut on the other brand, and it was just like, is it 1983? <laughs> like, what's with all these giant evil, like, rah, no speak English, eat, eat <coughs> human for skeleton protein and all this stuff. And then unexpectedly, Carly ended up having some a really good run that first year. Which you can have a look at if you don't believe me. When he annihilated the Undertaker and Cena dragged him, kicking swim into some great matches, and then Umaga ended up being three hundred percent better than you'd expect him to be. So, lots of good stuff there. If only I had some sort of guide or video to watch to help me through those good bits and some sort of list about who was best. I don't know. Maybe you can look on the Collect channel for something like that to help you out. Hey, diddle 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 Reno's Jesus. Thanks for still providing content in these weird times. MLW uploaded the first MLW versus AAA Super Series. Oh, I saw that. And one match in particular was the Mance Warner and Savio Vega versus Bagano and Mortiz match. And I watched it for one reason. I was wondering if they still left the chant in the match, which was Fiera? Fiera, I think, yeah. Fiera, right. Uh, Which translates to Get Out. 
outside. What had happened? Yeah. Right. Well, one was a drunk fan kept throwing food at the MLW wrestlers all night. Food. The cops were called and the crowd started to chant. I also chanted, to be honest. So my question to you guys, have you seen a fan attack a wrestler at any shows you've been to? Much love, much love from Mexico, Jose. Jorge. Jorge. Uh, who, did he even know that was going to happen? I didn't. No. See? <laughs> I was even wondering, why am I even talking about like these Lucha Libre people? No one from Mexico watches this show. Yay, there's one. Yay. <laughs> just Put a, a pin in the map. I've never been happier. Uh, so I know I've got one, but I'll go to Jack this time. Have you ever seen a wrestler, or a fan rather, attack a wrestler, or be a diddler? or? Um... Not I can think of off the top of my head. I've seen, I've seen wrestlers get furious at fans, and I've seen fans spit on wrestlers, and wrestlers spit on fans, and back and forth. But I don't think I've ever seen actual fisticuffs. But one thing I do remember was uh, when I went to see Kenny McIntosh's Inside the Ropes show with Paul Heyman, when a fan got so angry at the suggestion that. Um, Undertaker losing to Lesnar was a shoot at WrestleMania 30. And this, yeah, Heyman was working the room quite a lot. Um, and this fan got so angry and was probably quite drunk at the, at the idea of this that they eventually got kicked out because they kept shouting over Heyman. What was he shouting? Something in Glaswegian, Matthew. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> You're shouting for error. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Ross. I've not seen any in person, but. Uh, one springs to mind's McIntyre when he, I think, was guessing he's Galloway. Someone hits him from behind, I think, from the crowd. And he turns around, yeah. goes for the. Yeah, I'll, also... I'll, I'll take over your. Then. Yeah, that was mine. Oh, sorry, I was on. there. For, I was there for that. That was <laughs> at the Edinburgh Fringe show. Uh, God, I forget who was wrestling. Maybe Trent Seven. Maybe he was at that show. Definitely, I forget. But yeah, started brawling, and the guy uh, on the outside, right here, some guy front row, started like. Swatting him like he was a fly, almost like. Why yeah, would yeah, you yeah. hit Drew McIntyre of all people? It, the weirdest thing is, you see something like that, and you see him do it, and everyone sees it, and there's just like a few seconds where it's like you register what's happening. Like, <laughs> oh, who's this doing a ru- Who is that? Is that is that from is that from Progress? Is that from? Oh, it's some guy. It's <laughs> some guy it's Oh, Ashton and he just Smith. really is like just like, silence. No one sees like, oh, what's happening? And then, you know, obviously, you know, it's it because then Drew turns around. Drew doesn't give him, you know, an axe handle smash. He's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gets up with that. And so the security have to drag him. And you go, whoa, what? All right. And he left that in. And then hey, Drew got in the ring and says, like, you know, you can say what you want about us, but you don't put your bleeding hands on us. Mm. That's not how exactly I always said it. But yeah. And that was weird. Just, just I mean, again, no idea why. But yeah, hell of a, hell of a thing to see live. I can't remember yeah. anything else about the show apart from that. Yeah. Next question. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for staying active and making content so some people do not lose their sanity while in quarantine. I've been sub to you guys since before Survivor Series 2017, and I've loved all of your content ever since. That is when we started. That that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. My question for you guys today is, if a major video game developer came up to you and said they'll make a Cultaholic game any way you want, how would you want them to make it? Would it be like The Sims? And you get to have all the workers and staff interact with each other, or would you make it like a wrestling game or something beyond that? Hope to hear this answer from y'all. Take care and wash them hands. Sincerely, Calypsy from Missouri. That's oh. so cool seeing all these people from around the world watching this. Um, a wrestling video game. 
Sorry, no, a cultaholic video game. Mm, a cultaholic <clears throat> game. How would you make it and why? Well, I'll let Jack go first so Ross can try and think of what a video game is. <laughs> I've got an answer, actually. Well, you're going to have to wait. Um, I'll go for... I, I just want, like, Grand Theft Auto, Tyneside, and I just want to be able to drive about, go go to my mum's, <laughs> see what's going on. <laughs> That give me the missions. Make a Jack story. Like, <laughs> make, make drive. Make Jack drive to the, the the campus and then sleep in the wrong bed. Take um, this old granny to Pilates class or whatever it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. Lock Owen out of flat. No, Owen, Owen locked me out of the flat. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a weird day. My idea is Grand Theft Auto Tyneside. You choose your character. You choose your character from the cultaholic lads, obviously. And then various people give you missions and drive about. Think how much the fans would love it who listen to our podcast, who have no idea about like the bits of Newcastle and the surrounding area that we mentioned. They've got no idea what these places are. Now they can go and see what Cramlington is, you know? <laughs> Great. That's my idea. Grand Theft Auto Tyneside. Okay, that's, that's great. Thank you. Ross, where have you gone? Uh, Grand Theft Auto is going to be mine as well. Oh <laughs> but no! That, that also, but it also incorporates FIFA and uh, old SmackDown games. That kind of engine is that the correct terminology, Matthew? Oh, oh yeah, well done, man. So you've been doing cult- your research. You, you, I'm very you, happy for you. Thank you. You, you pick your cultaholic character. They have a hobby where they play football. That's where the FIFA is on a Sunday morning. <laughs> have a game of FIFA down the park, and then you know. We're also wrestlers in training because everyone thinks us YouTubers want to be wrestlers, so why not feed into that? Then we go and train to wrestle, and that's why you, you feed in with your, your old SmackDown, know your old engine. Three in one. The only games I play. <laughs> Matthew, before you answer, I, like I really hope that yours is like an RPG or something, but go on. I was going to go, you know, I'd like to make it like Streets of Rage where you pick one of us. We've all got our positives and negatives, you know, Ross is, Ross is positive because he's great at everything. He's got the stats really high. And, you know, my stat is I'm good, but you can only play me one day a week. <laughs> but then I thought, nah, You're sorry, DLC, and so is Jen. <laughs> I can't be DLC, no one pay for us. <laughs> Jen, will, Jen will be on the front cover, so people buy it. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10 creeps recommend this game. The... Um, <coughs> That was also very interesting. So, when, you know the bits on Crash Bandicoot where you're chased by a boulder? Mm. We should have a game of that just to simulate the working experience of working for Colorholic. But instead of a boulder, it's a giant Adam Pacitti. <laughs> and he's like, where's my video? Oh, my God. And you have to like run away like that. You said Thursday by seven. Oh, God. The run to the end of the level where there's a laptop, you have to send, and he stops chasing after you. Yeah, it's a good one yeah, as well. Yeah, that was I the like answer. That. Yeah, yeah. That was worth it. <laughs> that was a good question. I like that. That was a hell of a question. Bring out the best of people. And if you have any lovely questions or suggestions, or you're just bored and fancy talking to us about out, please, please, please don't hesitate to send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. And now we move on to Reese's Pieces. Matthew. Just before you start Reese's Pieces, um, just breaking kayfabe here a little bit. In between segments, uh, Dick Tubbs, the editor, is listening in and will occasionally say something in our ear, in our headphones. 
And it's reminded me of Metal Gear Solid when you're on your codex and like yes. Otacon talks to you. That's what it sounds like. It's that tone. That's it. Ross he gives you the him. weak spot for Adam Pacitti, the last boss yeah. called the Holic. Comes anyway, in, sorry. kick him in the dick. <laughs> then call him a Tory. He hates that. <laughs> <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Hey, the lads. And lasses, if Jen is on the show. For the Reese's Pieces, I have made a list out of which of the which of the two people would you rather hire a cultaholic if they wanted to join? Some of them you have to imagine if they were still alive. Oh, well, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Appreciate it. So, for how much Reese's Pieces, we're going to go list these people that this person has listed, and it's the fastest thought first. Do you remember the rules of this, Jack? Yeah. Fantastic. So, I will read this out, and we'll go... Uh, sorry, we'll go Ross, Jack, me. So, who would you rather hire at Cultaholic? Cesaro or Chad Gable? Chad Gable. Cesaro. Cesaro. He knows where the good coffee is. Undertaker or Ultimate Warrior? Undertaker. Undertaker. Warrior would be a nightmare. I think Warrior would be better for just the crazy videos. Warrior, what do you think about cabbage? <laughs> Whatever, he'll just say something. <laughs> Lacey Evans or Lana? Oh, Lacey. Lana. Lana, but uh, whatever. Uh, Triple H or Tony Khan? Triple H. Triple H. He's got more bants. Tony Khan. Wait a minute. Who would you hire for Coverholic? Triple H or Tony Khan? All right. Oh, even better. Hulkamania Hogan or Hollywood Hogan? (laughs) (laughs) Hulkamania Hogan. (laughs) Yeah, Hulkamania, Hogan, just to inspire us all on a Monday morning. Hollywood Hogan, so I can borrow some of that fake tan. Uh, Otis or Orange Cassidy? Otis. Otis. Orange Cassidy clearly has no work ethic. That's his whole thing. Oh, that is true. I have read that online. So I pick (laughs) Otis because I want to be popular with the kids. Lance Archer or Lars Sullivan? Lance Archer. Lance Archer. (laughs) (laughs) Lance Archer. Oh, it was a tough one. <laughs> Iron Sheik or Ivan Koloff? <laughs> Iron Sheik? All Ivan Koloff. Ivan Koloff. I don't know what he's like, really, or what he was like, but uh, Sheik would be too much for me. Nah, I'd hang out with Sheiky. <laughs> Keep the memories alive. Cameron Grimes or Cedric Alexander? Cameron Grimes. Lovely hat. Cedric Alexander, lovely face. Uh, definitely Cedric the Alexander. Walder or Will Ospreay? Will Ospreay. Ospreay, because one time I've only spoke to Walder once and he totally blanked me. <laughs> I love you bring that up every time. I'm so annoyed at it. <laughs> like, he was so rude. <laughs> Arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> Will, Will Ospreay, because even though he'd probably half kill me, they're uh, being put in certain video series that some guy puts on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'd still put them in. Just to see him attempt the splits. Razor Ramon or Randy Savage? Randy Savage. Randy Savage. No, Razor. Razor, no. He would bully me. Uh, Randy Savage. He would also bring drugs into the office. Yeah, Wrestlers, you're right. Any, any 80s wrestler, any 80s or 90s wrestler would bring drugs into the office, though. Yeah, but Razor's right. gimmick's a coke fiend, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, he had those gold chains. He was a coke dealer. 
Ah, mm. I see. Uh, <clears throat> Elias or Eli Drake? Elias. Elias. Nah, Eli Drake. Or at least Elias if he was a baddie. No goodie. Shane McMahon or Stephanie McMahon? Oh, my God. Shane McMahon. I think it would be funny to be in charge of Stephanie and for her not to be the boss of a situation. So I'm going to go for Steph. I don't know. Shane McMahon. I'd rather have Vincent Mann's brother who's never been seen on TV or heard from. Teddy Biasi Senior or Teddy Long? Teddy Long. Teddy Long all day. Ted Biasi Senior, because I know he can make money. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm with that storyline, by the way. Ligaro. Ligaro. Have I actually said that like how NXT says it? Jesus. Eligero or Lince Dorado? You did a Simon Miller. There's a throwback. I actually did. Oh, <laughs> what was that the two episode options? one? Yeah, Lince. I think so. Uh, oh, Lince. Lince. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's harsh. We know Ligero, but I will also go for Lince. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, against, oh. nothing against Ligero. <clears throat> Ligero, so can take the piss out of me for saying his name wrong. <laughs> Ilya Dragunov or Zaya Swerve Scott? Dragunov. Um, I'm going to go for Swerve Scott because I've seen him dancing at an after party and he was bloody marvellous. Uh, I'll say Dragunov because I've also seen him dancing and I would have him sit next to Triple Jump. <laughs> Naomi or Natalia? Naomi. <laughs> Poor Natalia. I'll go for Natalia. Go on. Naomi. Giant Barba or Giant Gonzalo? What are these Giant... people going to be doing in the office, by the way? We need them. We're fit. I don't think the ceilings are quite low. Giant Gonzalez. Um, yeah, he was more of a laugh, wasn't he? Put on that big suit. Well, hey. Yep. <laughs> That's Giant Gonzalez is my choice there. Oh, one of the biggest stars in the history of Japanese wrestling or Giant Gonzalez. Oh, that's got to be Giant Gonzalez. Pac or Pete Dunn? Pac. Not the way. Not the way. <laughs> uh. um, Pac. Because it's not... Doesn't have to commute very far. Probably. I don't know. Pete Dunn and just showing him tweets all day might be funny. <laughs> Oni Lorcan or Owen Hart? Owen Hart. Only Lorcan, because I don't want ribs in the workplace. God. Yeah, yeah, we, we hate ribbon. Daniel Bryan or Drew McIntyre? What? Daniel Bryan? Drew, but it's very close. Yeah, it's tough. I'm going to go with Drew. Just to ask him, hey, remember that time you were at Edinburgh and some guy hit you in the back of the heat? <laughs> Carlito or Chris Masters? Carlito. Masters, in case there was ever a strength-based task that needed doing, like you could bring boxes up all day. I thought you were going down a different direction. Uh, <laughs> in case you needed something sort of eight. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Have you been bootlegging colourholic? <laughs> Angel Gaza or Andrade? Angel. Um... I was going to say Andrade because I'd be intimidated by having a man as good looking as Angel Garza in the office. But then I realised that Andrade is also very good looking. So I'll go for Angel Garza because he seems to be a bit more fun. 
So yeah, the way you word now says, I'll be intimidated by having something so attractive in the office. But then I remembered, Owen's there. So, yeah, Owen's uh, lovely looking little man. Angel well. Gaza, because he takes off his clothes. Steve Austin or Sting? Sting. Steve Austin. It's absolutely clear to me that Sting is not as funny as Steve Austin. <laughs> Steve, name drop Botchamania consistently, Austin. Tyler Bate or Trent Seven? Trent Seven. Trent Seven all day. Trent. Stories for weeks. If you read the first letter of each of the choices, it reads something interest. Oh, all right. Okay, is this the point of this? Sorry, give me a second. Let's see if I can read this out properly. Uh, what we think? Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Oh. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. I did wonder at some of those choices, like, where's that come from? John That's the Bob name Bob. of the show. That's <laughs> where we live. We live in Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Shut up. Thank you for keeping me entertained during the end of high school to my working life and keeping the entertainment going when everything else has come to a standstill. Well, you certainly took the entertainment to a standstill there, pal. You guys have inspired oh. me to try wrestling, so thank you. <laughs> also, all the best did the Roonies. Ben from Glasgow. Thank so, you, Ben. Thank you very much, Thank ben. you, Benjamin. And if you have any recent pieces to send to us, please, please, please make sure they take about 15 minutes to read out and send them to mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. Wow. What a great podcast. <laughs> that one was delivered really like like a smooth FM. Yeah, like, that was wow. I was going thank you. <clears throat> like Cadbury's. Yeah. Lake podcast. <laughs> Which release WWE superstar will do best? Is the big question this week. Obviously, to coincide with the bloodletting that's just occurred. So, this is only what we've got so far. And obviously, we wish them nothing but the best. We're not horrible bastards. But one of them we're going to pick we think will succeed best. I know who my one is, but I will defer to Jack to warm us up. Jack, who have you got? Well, I'm worried that my pick is the same as either one or both of your picks. Because I'm going to say Rusev because he's one of the biggest missed opportunities in WWE in recent years. And like Ross suggested earlier on the podcast, I can just see him in New Japan. Um, But he could succeed pretty much anywhere he goes because he's got that mixture of um, ability and charisma. And I think that if he goes somewhere that gives him more creative freedom... He'll be excellent. Have I nicked anyone's choice there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mafu? I'm going to go with EC3, and I've realised that the entire time I'm going to be able to see my, there we go, my stunning shirt purchased oh. from the man. Can't even see, can you, bloody hell? Just take my word for it. C3. Here we go. Up, up Periscope. <laughs> And nothing but the best here, Kalolik. I bought this from when he was at Define. I've always been a fan of the man and his ability to deliver uh, promos, sell himself, be cool online. Basically, the total package of what he expected to be in the year of our Lord 2020. You know, keeps himself normal on social media, has a positive outlook on things. Was already doing promos and his little video stuff on Twitter the day of the release. And so I wish him nothing but the best. And I think he'll succeed wherever he goes or what he does. He doesn't think... He doesn't think, sorry, I mean, he doesn't look like the type of guy who could just stick with wrestling. He could do a personality, he could do YouTubing, he could do lots of things. 
So I'm saying him. Fair Big play. old EC3. Ross, do you have a choice other than the one that I've stolen from you? Uh, I'll go Drake Maverick. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's just very versatile, just like Rusev is. That's the word I'm looking for. Versatile, can do all facets of the wrestling. Can Drake Maverick and Rusev? Do you think him and EC3 will stick together? They've got that podcast thing, haven't they, with Braun Strowman? What's it called? Magic City or something? Mm. So they're all good pals. So maybe. Mm. I mean, that was they, weird as well. That's an, another missed opportunity by WWE. They put it together for one dark match, didn't they? Then somebody thought, no, that's not for us. <laughs> Fun fact, I was going to be doing something with them for their WrestleMania show. So. Oh, what? Was that the Magic City one? Yeah. Were you? What, what are you going to do, Matthew? Well, now, now, but it was all like, hey, if you get there, as soon as it was like, oh, if you'll be here in the area, then we'll we'll hook up and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, <laughs> breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> Entire world shut down for a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind, Matthew. Oh, your other friend was on AEW this week. Ron. Big Ron. Funches. Oh, big. Yeah, that's what I call him. <laughs> hey, Big Ron. <laughs> yes, he was. Ron Harris yes. was on uh, Big, on to his close friends. Yes, yeah. he was there. Um, he did a good job friend he is, Matthew. <laughs> Damn it, he's never let me call me Big Ron. Oh. After what we saw in Vegas, some friend he is. Did you get to talk to Ron Funches, Ross? No, oh. I'd love to though. He's got a lovely voice, mm. Mm. very soothing. Yeah, I'm also I'm calling. Yeah, him big I love, I love his, his best thing he says is, "Hey, you should take this edible." <laughs> <laughs> also, he's um, I'm calling him Big Ron, but hasn't he famously lost a lot of weight? Yeah, yeah, he's oh. medium Ron now. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but he loves it when you call him Big Ron. Um, <laughs> apart from the other people there. Aiden English, I hope, does other things there because as the wrestler who can also sing and do theatre and everything else like that, it seems almost weird that he was almost stuck doing commentary when I can't wait for him to do some sort of, not Patreon, but like, not Fiverr, but a website like that where you can just like pay him to do stuff and we get him going, mm, this week's big question. <laughs> Diddlers. Oh, that needs to happen now. Yeah. He uh, must have Cameo. Cameo, that's what I want. That website. That one. Anybody else you think will succeed? All of them have got a chance to. They're all great. Ryder, yeah. Ryder, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think maybe Ryder because... Did you see Cody's Instagram post? No. Full of admiration for the guy he is, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I know that they're friends and everything, but this post was really well written and... Makes me think that Ryder might not be not be done yet, boys. I don't know why I'm talking about that. He's only 34, which I found shocking. Is he? English is young as well. Yeah, I think he's 32 or something. In English. Yeah. Bloody hell. Mm. Also point out, Anderson Gallows, if you only know them from the WWE run, don't worry. They are really entertaining, be it uh, High Spots or the podcast or all the other stuff they've done. There's so many opportunities they have. They could do anything they like. So they can move on from this whole botch club thing. There's so many things they could be doing. So many <laughs> other things they could be doing. Just, <laughs> that was no. our biggest frustration with WWE. The fact they wouldn't let us do that show more often. <laughs> that was it. That was the one sticking point. <laughs> oh, I'll have to quit then, I guess. But good, good on them for 
the last thing they did on TV was like try and kill the Undertaker. Yeah, so. and got killed by him. It seems got killed. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way of writing somebody off. Where, where, where are they? Didn't you see Undertaker killed them? Yeah, did he? He threw one of them off the roof. Was it Anderson? What happened to Gallows? Yeah, Gallows got choke slam. <laughs> did he? Though, I would like to see what Eric Rowan does. If he does a show up the next indie show that's available or whatever, it's like, and don't forget kids, and he's just got like the crappiest, cheapest spider. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't he in New Japan like yonks ago? Like, he was in one, of the, one of the Japans, yes. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen that video somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Near Beard. It was very odd. But I think we've come to the conclusion of this podcast. Um, and we can't wait to get all of these people on some sort of podcast. And I'm sure no one's DMing them for those right now. Bless them. But regardless of that, one podcast that will be on next week for a definite is this one. The Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. One of the many things you have to watch whilst you've got some time to yourselves. Not just on uh, related to podcasts, but also, Jack, what's coming up this week for you? And This, lovely this week, um, got Wrestlers of the Week, which will be up... Well, it'll be up now at the time that this video will be released. And just all the usual stuff, really. News in the morning, graded. I do it for Dynamite, but other people do it for other things. Ross has got WTF. Ross, have you got anything in specific you want to plug? I've got a tiered list with my darling husband, Sam, uh, about finishes, WWE ones. It's a right hoot. Hmm. It was pre-recorded, by the way. I should note that. Me and Sam are sat next to each other. It was pre-recorded the Friday before the Tuesday we left the office. Just to get Fair that. enough. Oh, well, if I could sum up two words to describe the Ross and Sam wedding, I would definitely use those. Ruthless aggression. <laughs> what a day that was. <laughs> and on that note, we've kept you long enough. I hope wherever you are, you're staying safe and keeping well and keeping sane. Until we meet in real life for one giant mashup of a party and orgy, put your <laughs> fist towards a webcam and say... Join us. Join the Rooney. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 